2022 is off to a crazy start already, and we're only on day one. We review WWE's first live premium event of 2022 next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti, and before the show even starts, we get the unfortunate news that Roman Reigns tested positive for COVID-19 and canceling the big match between him defending that Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. Now, we don't know whether or not Roman has symptoms or is asymptomatic, but we do know uh, of his leukemia. So he could be immunocompromised, but we wish him the best and wish him a speedy recovery. And hopefully we see him next Friday on SmackDown or even a week later if he's got to take a full 10 days of recovery following the CDC guidelines. And it's going to be interesting to see how this follows up with everything that happened at the day one pay-per-view. So let's get into the show it starts off with the Tag Team Championships for SmackDown. The Usos defending against the New Day. And when you get these two tag teams together, you already know you're going to get a really good match. That's what they delivered yet again. It started off slow and methodical, but as the match progressed, we got some good hot tags. A big one for the hometown hero, Xavier Woods. Got a big pop from the crowd, and the fans were really behind the New Day Maybe because of the hometownness, maybe just because the New Day are just super over for years upon years and just one of the biggest baby faces WWE's had for tag teams, at least, in years. But they just have great chemistry together. A lot of great near falls towards the end. But the Usos do pick up the victory as they finish it off with a 3D, which I believe Corey Graves noted it as a 1D. Or maybe they'll call it the day one, knowing that they're day one-ish. So it'd be interesting to see if that's going to be a finisher for the future. But a great way to introduce a new finisher if that's the way they're going to go. I I thought this match was really, really good. If I had to give it a rating out of 10, I'd probably give it an 8.5 out of 10. Now the next match after that, sticking with SmackDown, we have Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. I'll admit, going into this match, I had no intrigue into this, no interest into it because... Not a fan of the Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss characters that they're portraying right now. I think all the jokes that Madcap Moss provides are very cringeworthy. I don't think they're bad to get booze. I think they're just bad in general. And every time I hear one, I just want to change the channel. And before the match even starts, we get a couple of those really bad jokes. And I'm like, oh my God, let's hope this match is quick and get it done and over with. But... The match actually was surprisingly good. I mean, Matt Cap Moss held his own against the former WWE champion. And in the end, Drew McIntyre does win with the Claymore, but an impressive outing for Matt Cap Moss. There was a fallaway slam that he caught uh, Drew McIntyre off a cross body that looked really, really nice. Again, he held his own against Drew McIntyre. And, you know, out of 10, I'd probably give it... A, Probably a 6.75. It wasn't the greatest match you'll ever see, but an impressive showing nonetheless from Madcap Moss. I'd like to see him more in the ring. I just think the character's really, really stupid. And Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre getting the win here was was good, leading up to what could happen at the Royal Rumble. Possible contender to win the Royal Rumble, especially knowing what the hell's going on at the end of this show. But... Next up, we have the Raw Tag Team Championships, RK-Bro versus the Street Profits. This one was an interesting one because you have two babyface tag teams 
the natural tag team of the Street Profits, who have always been baby faces. The fans are always trying to be behind them. And RK Bro, who might be one of the most over acts on Raw. And it's very hard to get heat in a tag team match when you have two big baby faces like this. And it was obvious from the beginning that the fans were behind RK Bro, who brought Migos to ringside with them on this show, who provided the theme song for WWE Day One. In the Street Profits tried to act like heels in the beginning, and I just don't think it was a good dynamic for them. I mean, they played the role as best as they could, but it just it wasn't clicking, and the fans were kind of silent because of it because they weren't sure if they were supposed to boo the Street Profits, they were supposed to cheer the Street Profits. It was just an interesting dynamic. Uh, they were really behind. RK bro though a lot of RK uh, RK bro cheers throughout the match there was a really cool spot in this match where Montez Ford did a, a flip onto Riddle and Randy Orton over the turnbuckle that was a really cool spot but in the end RK bro gets the win after Matt Riddle uh, lifts up uh, Montez Ford setting up an RK uh, RKO onto Montez Ford for the victory and they retain if I gave this out of 10 uh, probably like a 6 out of 10. Again, not the greatest match you'll ever see. The dynamic was a little bit off, but still a decent, entertaining match. Edge versus The Miz is next, and this was the longest match of the night at even 20 minutes, and I got to admit, I do not think this match needed to be 20 minutes. They could have easily taken out 5 to 10 minutes of this match, and I also think that a lot of people are only going to remember the finish of this match, and that is where Edge is in the turnbuckle. Maurice hits Edge with the purse, Miz hits the Skull Crusher finale. You think it's going to be over, but Edge kicks out at two, and I thought this was a great false finish because in today's wrestling, so many people kick out of finishers that they're almost like obsolete. But the Miz's Skull Crushing finale is one of those protective finishers where once he hits it, you know it's over. But in this case, that's not what happened, and the crowd popped. Not only that, we also get the return of Beth Phoenix in this match, but unfortunately it was a weird thing that happened here so she's at the entranceway they got to her and you not sure if she's waiting for the music to hit or there was a production miscue or whatever but five seconds later the music finally hits she chases down maurice then goes back to the maze stares him down and says something along the lines of i will wreck you uh this distracts the maze long enough for edge to hit the spare and give him the win now i think a lot of people were speculating that this would eventually lead to a mixed tag team match between Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice, and it looks like that's going to be the case. I don't know if they could stretch it out to WrestleMania. I think this is more of a Royal Rumble match, but who knows? I mean, we saw this before where Miz and Maurice had this mixed tag match against John Cena and Nikki Bella, and it ended up being one of The Miz's best rivalries, especially heading into WrestleMania that year. So maybe they're trying to replicate that heading into WrestleMania, but who knows? If I had to give a score out of 10 on this match, I probably would only give it a 6 because I thought the length was a little too long, Couple the, the miscue with the production, and other than the false finish, I think there's not a lot to really remember from this match. But nonetheless, let's move on to the, War, the Raw Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan, and I think this was a very important match for Liv Morgan to really shine as this is her first singles match on a pay-per-view or live premium event. And 
I think she really delivered. I think the chemistry between her and Becky Lynch is really, really good. I thought there was a really great spot in this match where Liv Morgan hit, I guess it's a springboard sunset flip power bomb onto the turnbuckle, and I thought that could have been a great finish, but Becky Lynch kicks out on that one. Also, there was a couple times where Liv Morgan had submissions onto Becky Lynch, but Becky got to the ropes or broke out the submission a couple times with like the Rings of Saturn, for example. And there was a time where Becky Lynch uh, got a missile drop kick on her from Liv Morgan and she rolled out. Becky Lynch rolled out again. I thought that was great heel work for Becky Lynch. But the finish, unfortunately, was botched here. And what ended up happening was Liv Morgan goes for oblivion. Becky Lynch reversed it for the manhandle slam. But, you know, Becky Lynch using the ropes a lot in her finishes. She was trying to reach for the ropes for extra leverage. She couldn't get to the ropes, but... Still gets the three count as the ref, you know, just kept continuing to count. So it seemed like the ropes were supposed to be far to, supposed to be a part of the finish. That doesn't happen. And I don't know where the story goes from here. Obviously, a, a clean loss. I don't know if they bring back Liv Morgan into the title picture right now. Or, you know, do they restart Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch heading into the Rumble and heading into WrestleMania? Maybe they have Liv Morgan win the Royal Rumble and make it a triple threat match. I don't know. There's a lot you could do there. Let me know in the comments what you think could be the next path for Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch. But out of 10, I'm going to give this one eight and a quarter. I love this match. But again, the botch finish probably taking it out a little bit for me. But still, really good match. Now, let's head to the main event. You know, with Roman Reigns catching COVID-19 and testing positive, that changes the whole dynamic of the end of the show. So instead of a fatal four-way for the WWE Championship, it's a fatal five-way. Brock Lesnar gets added into this match. And even though the match was 8 minutes and 23 seconds, they came out of the gate with a sense of urgency. And like I said in the in the previous match, I love sense of urgency. I love when you could go right out of the gate. And I think everybody here got a little bit of moment of shine. I love the dynamic of Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens trying to eliminate everybody one by one, including Bobby Lashley through a table and Brock Lesnar onto the stairs. I love the spare from Bobby Lashley through the barricade from Brock Lesnar. Big E clotheslining Brock Lesnar over the top rope like it was the Royal Rumble. I got a big pop there. And I love the finish here. So Brock Lesnar gives a series of F5s to uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Bobby Lashley comes out of nowhere, hits Brock Lesnar with a spear. Another great false finish execution there, as not a lot of people kick out of Bobby Lashley's spears, but Brock Lesnar does. Big E comes in, gives Bobby Lashley the, the big ending after Lashley tried to give Lesnar the hurt lock, and he couldn't break out of it. Then... Big E tries to give Brock Lesnar the the big ending, but Lesnar reverses and hits the F5 for the victory, and the crowd goes nuts for Brock Lesnar. And he, he has been seriously over since he's returned, and they've done a face turn with him, and his character has been a breath of fresh air, and I think a lot of people would agree with me on this. And I think there might be those haters that think that status quo, Lesnar shouldn't be champion, blah, blah, blah. But I think... Even though it was a pivot move, this really opens the door for a lot of opportunities. And they obviously tease Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know if that's the Rumble match or is that the Mania match. Either way, I think that would be good. I think the dynamic of Rollins and Kevin Owens staying either in the upper mid card to title picture 
Do they go as a tag team to go after RK Bro? What happens with Big E? I don't think he's going to be eliminated from the title picture anytime soon. There's a lot you could do here, and I think that is what's great. Even with Lesnar winning, and I don't think a lot of people really like that aspect, there are those that don't care. They got a good pop from him anyway. And what we could see is something I really hope happens, and that is a title unification match between Lesnar and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. They only need one top champion that goes on both shows. I think that would really help the brand split. Not so much ending the brand split, but you have the top champion going on both shows, but you have the other rosters really competing as number one contenders on alternating pay-per-views. That would really help keep it fresh uh, on both Raw and SmackDown. So I hope that's where they go down the line. Out of 10, I thought, even though it was a short match, it gets an 8 out of 10. I thought it was really, really good given the time they had. Now, out of 10 for the whole pay-per-view, I'd probably say between 6.5 and, and 10. There were a couple botches in this in this show. Obviously, the botch finished with Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Uh, I think the build to it wasn't that good outside of the main event. And unfortunately, one of those main event matches getting canceled. That doesn't really help too much. Great opening match. I think Madcap Moss was a surprise, but still the lack of intrigue kind of hurt that a little bit. But still, really, really good show, despite the craziness leading into it. And 2022 is already off to a crazy start, and I think there's a lot of crazy things that could happen in 2022. In fact, we made our prediction show recently. Click the thumbnail on the screen right now to see those predictions, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Bab.